0: Most of the time, I recommend booking points flights as soon as possible. But if you're a last-minute planner, award Logic can help you find some great points flights on the fly whenever you're ready to search for your next award flight. You can even filter results based off of the type of points you're looking to use. Check out award Logic and get a free trial by going to geobreeze-travel.com slash awardlogic. Thank you to award Logic for partnering with this episode of the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. Welcome to the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast, a show for anyone wanting to level up their travel hacking lifestyle. I'm your host, Julia Menez. I'm a travel hacker, coach, speaker, Filipina-American ENTJ who loves solid travel gear and using shortcuts on spreadsheets. On this show, I'm on a mission to bring you travel hackers from all walks of life to help you level up your travel hacking game. We dive into credit cards, miles, points, strategy, mindset, and the secrets behind how to travel the world for next to no cost. So let's get hacking.
1: Yeah, I just started using Award Logic for their flight award alerts. I end up setting a ton of alerts if I use Google Flight Alerts. And then I also have a couple different subscriptions to discount flight. Those are more like more flexible alerts, like, oh, there's during the month of May, there's cheap flights for this route that you're interested in. And I think that's really helpful for, especially for cash flights to do something like that. That requires a little bit more planning ahead of time, but for the last minute there's not as many options besides like yeah using like google alerts or like some kind of award alerts
0: hey there points people you just heard a clip from Mackenzie from travel hacks mac Mackenzie prioritizes travel as much as possible while working her nine to five as an explosives engineer she uses points miles credit cards and other strategies to save money while traveling whether experiencing a new country visiting friends and family or volunteering in the past year She only spent less than $700 on more than $5,000 worth of economy flights. She loves to create detailed, instructional, and sometimes silly content, teaching others how to do the same regardless of their budget by maximizing points-earning opportunities and taking advantage of transfer partners. While I personally like to book my business class flights 10 months in advance, I realize that's not for everybody. In this episode, Mackenzie and I discuss some strategies for grabbing some of those more aspirational flight and hotel bookings, if you're more of a last-minute trip planner. One of the keys to being able to book last-minute is flexibility. And having cards that earn flexible points definitely helps with that. The Chase Sapphire Preferred's Ultimate Rewards points transfer to more than a dozen different partners, and it's the most popular card for people looking to get started with points and miles. Remember, if you decide to apply for the Chase Sapphire Preferred or any other card, never apply directly through Google. Always use a friend or creator's referral links. If you're interested in supporting this show when you apply for your next card, check out GeoBreezeTravel.com slash cards, and if you're not sure what card is right for you, I offer free credit card consultations. Just go to GeoBreezeTravel.com slash consultations, and we have links to the Chase Sapphire Preferred and the free consultation form for you in the show notes as well. And now, on with the show. Hey, Mackenzie, welcome to the GeoBreeze Travel podcast.
1: Hi, Julia. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a big fan of the podcast. <laughs>
0: Awesome. I'm so excited to have you here. And today we are going to talk about how to find award availability. If you are not a super planner and you're like, oh, it is last minute and I want to jump on a flight, what can be done? Which I know a lot of people really are interested in this topic because whenever people ask me how I do international bookings, I'm always like, well, you should search nine or 10 months in advance. And a lot of people I know just don't have that same luxury that I do of planning that far ahead. So This will be a really important topic for a lot of people. But before we jump in to all of that, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and how did you get into the game of points and miles?
1: Sure. So I kind of, I always loved traveling growing up. I always wanted to see the world and get to see other countries. I got to travel a lot with my family growing up. We would do vacations every couple of years. And my parents, they would travel a lot for work and would get points and miles just from staying at hotels or flying for work. And they traveled a lot, but we would get every couple of years we would use those points to stay at like a really nice hotel. So I knew points and miles were a thing, but I thought that you had to travel a ton in order to accumulate any of that. And then when I started to work and travel, I moved to from New Jersey to Indiana. so, I wanted to go and visit family and friends, different parts of the country, and I wanted to find cheaper ways to travel. So I first, I was using points that I got from traveling for work, but I also realized I would travel a lot for work and I would still only be able to get enough points for maybe one round trip domestic flight. And I had a lot better luck with hotels, but still I was like, I need to some way to like cut the cost of this. And I very much am into budgeting and saving money. So I did... I would do a lot of things with trying to get flight vouchers for switching my flight. And then finally in 2019 is when I opened my first um, travel hacking credit card and it was the Delta Sky Miles, the Delta Sky Miles gold card. So, and it wasn't, I didn't really get much out of it. So I kind of, at least it taught me how it all worked. And then I started opening, I opened another co-branded card, the Chase United Explorer card, and then. Finally, I got into Chase Sapphire Preferred and I started opening more and more cards. And then this past year, I've been planning my wedding. So I really, 2021 is when I really got more and more into it and just building up my points and using points to travel. A lot of times, very last minute. So,
0: Is the last minute because of your work schedule where you don't know when you're going to have time off or what generally makes it that it has to be last minute?
1: Yeah, a lot of times I don't like to plan super far ahead for things because I don't I want to plan a trip and then a wedding comes up and I have to, you know, either pick one or the other. I really don't like to to plan trips more than a couple months out usually, unless it's something I know I have to be somewhere for. And then yeah, a lot of times I don't know what my work situation is going to be, so I try not to plan anything that might get in the way of something else. So it's just kind of my preference is to kind of book last minute and i get more excited when i have something in the more near future booked but also because i fly economy a lot it's easier to do that
0: yeah that is a good point where i think a lot of people are trying to find last minute business class or first class deals which we can talk about that in a little bit it's a little bit more challenging i am very opposite of you where i like to see that my calendar is full of stuff for the next year or 18 months, being like, oh, here's all the places that we're going to go next year. So we are at the end of 2022 as we're recording this. I think most of my 2023 is booked, which I know some people listening to this are like, Julia, you're a crazy person. It's true. I am. But That's
1: awesome, though. You have so much to look forward to.
0: Yeah, everybody has their own different style. And with the sweet spot of award travel, you can either book stuff like I do 10 months out, Or the way that Mackenzie does, which is just a little bit out, maybe like two weeks, a month out, because that's when people like me start canceling stuff being like, oh, I'm not going to make it. I booked this speculatively, and now I just want my points redeposited into my account. Most people are going to try to book their stuff at that six-month mark, which is whatever the opposite of a sweet spot is. Award travel, sour spot, where you're just not not going to find anything. (laughs) Yeah. So either really far out or really close in. Before we go into kind of the step-by-step and more of the strategies for how to book last minute flights, any mistakes that you made early on in your points and miles journey where you're like, Hey kids, don't make these same mistakes.
1: Yeah. So many, so many. How do I choose? I wouldn't say it's a full on mistake, but I would I steer people away from going for the co-branded cards starting off when you don't really have a plan, especially someone like me who likes to travel last minute. If you are just going for like a Delta card and getting Delta Sky Miles, you have a lot less options for booking trips last minute. I do think co-branded cards are great when you have a plan, like a specific plan in mind. You say, okay, next year I'm gonna fly here. It's gonna be business class. I need this many points. It's usually this many points, and it's pretty consistently there's an open availability um then that's when a co a card might be a better idea but especially starting off i'd say go for the flexible points cards and with that the other mistake is just not knowing that you can transfer those points i did a lot of booking through the portal which for chase isn't isn't too bad you can get sometimes you can get some good deals if there's good cash fares especially round trip but for the most part you can get a lot more value if you transfer your points from chase to an airline from american express to an airline it's become ingrained in me and, and all of us travel hackers, but it's something that a lot of times beginners just don't even know how to do. And you just have to like, once you find it, it's like, it's really a game changer to to know how to do that. So i think yeah, those are probably my, my main um, mistakes and just not knowing how much points are worth because you have to, I mean, usually it's just good to be able to book a flight for, you know, $5 and 60 cents but if you're using like 70,000 miles on a domestic economy flight, would you know that you could use that for a round trip to Asia? It's I wouldn't recommend doing that, but it really helps to know how much these points are worth.
0: Over time, how did you figure out how much points are worth and what you can do with points? Because I know that's a very common question people have to is like, how do I make the most out of my points?
1: Yeah, for sure. I so I think. It's kind of like when you're traveling, when you're in a country for a little bit, you start buying things like maybe you're buying bread or like fruit or something. You start to realize how much things should cost, even if it's a totally different currency. You start to know when this is too expensive, like when you're getting a, a good deal or a, a ripoff. So I, I think over time, it's definitely something that you just kind of learn, but it, it does help to look up the the point valuation. So if you just Google how much are insert program here points worth it'll tell you the cent per point which i know is very confusing for beginners but for me i usually just i make like a a quick calculation in my head where it's like i just take (laughs) the the last two zeros of the of the mileage off and then multiply it by two and then in between that number and the number that i took the two zeros off of that's about like 1.5 cents per point which For the most part, most airlines are about around there. So I try to go for the 1.5 cent per point if I'm just doing like a quick calculation in my head. And I know that's still very confusing, but it's it really is one of those things that you just over time, it is a form of currency. So you kind of just learn and you learn different routes. Like for me, I will pay 20,000 points to go to Europe. I think that's a good deal one way. If I find less, that's great, but I'll go up to 30,000 for sure. But I wouldn't want to pay 70000 to to go economy in Europe, to Europe. So I think it's just like over time, you kind of learn how much things are worth the way you would do any kind of currency.
0: That makes total sense. And I think that's a really good way to look at it, too, is just kind of saying, okay, I need to be able to eyeball this at some point. And just like with anything that you're eyeballing, if you're in a foreign country and you're like, how many euros is this supposed to cost? What is this in pounds? What is this in pesos? You just don't know at first and you're going to make some mistakes. And I know that with points, the mistakes are a lot bigger than you're like, oh, I paid $6 for an apple. That was, that was a ripoff. I should not have paid $6 for an apple, but it's $6. Whereas with points, people are like, that was like a $600 thing that I, I got like $300 of value and I could have gotten 3000 of value. And in the beginning everyone is bad at this and nobody has any idea of what makes sense because this is just like an alien currency basically of like 50,000 points, 80,000 points, 8,000 points. I don't know what things are supposed to cost. And so it is just kind of a trial and error. And if you don't want to make the error of spending your points on a bad value, it just involves a lot of studying and looking at what other people have done, Listening to this podcast and trying to figure out, okay, how much did they spend for this trip? What is a good valuation? What is a common valuation? There's other tools out there like Foxtrot Dash as well that'll tell you here's what you can get from the points. Here's like a good valuation versus a bad valuation. Spending your points on buying magazines or a Roomba is almost always a bad valuation. So take that for what it's yeah, worth. Yeah, absolutely. So as you are planning at flights last minute. Can you give a couple examples of some last minute award availability you've been able to get? Yeah, I'm
1: trying to think. So I guess a recent one that I booked was my positioning flight for my honeymoon. This isn't even like a crazy great redemption, but I was not able to find any earlier on. It was 9,000 Avios British Airways flying American airlines to go from Indianapolis to JFK and then, or to LaGuardia. And then um, my return flight was is JFK to Indianapolis because my my uh, honeymoon flights are out of JFK and then returning to JFK. So this was like a, a nested itinerary round-trip flight. But I booked two one-ways using British Airways. That one, I had been looking for a while for those specific dates. And the problem with when you want to do last-minute things like that, the best thing you can do is just be flexible. So, if you have something you have to be going from point A to point B, it's best to be flexible on when you're leaving, like one to two days earlier or later for that particular trip because it's a positioning flight, I didn't have a lot of flexibility. I probably should have booked this one way way in advance, but I didn't. So, um but for that I I'm glad that I was able to find that that flight cuz that round trip cash price was, it would have been $470 round trip. So I would take the the 9,000 obvious each way over that any day. But that one I booked like two days ago and that's for two weeks from now.
0: <laughs> were you struggling to find availability for this or were you looking and you're like, okay, there is availability. It's just not on my first choice day or did you have to just keep coming back to it?
1: Yeah, for that one, I... I definitely had looked earlier and couldn't find anything that I thought was worthwhile. And I don't know if it just, if there was, there there must've been some cancellations because I know that for British Airways, if there was availability, I would have just taken it because there's so many different currencies that can be transferred into British Airways. Plus I use the Avios portal to book Airbnbs all the time. So I just accumulate a lot of Avios on British Airways. And so whenever there's British Airways availability, I usually go for it. So I, I'm pretty sure for that one, there wasn't any because I had checked a couple of times, especially for leaving the night before, because I wanted to make sure for the positioning flight, since it was such a big deal that I got in the night before rather than the day of. So I didn't risk any flight cancellations. I did not want to have any risks, but I wanted to make sure it was a flight that was after like so that I could leave after work, but I could leave the day before. So that's like a really specific time frame. It was between you know, like 6pm and basically midnight of one day. So there wasn't any availability. I don't think that was low enough that I wanted to book it. But then once I saw that one, I was like, all right, (laughs) jumping on it right now.
0: I think that's an important point too, for how to make last minute flights work is you have to have a threshold where you're like, I'll know it when I see it. And then you have to take action on it. So sometimes people were like, oh, like it might go down. It might not. I don't know. And then you're running out of time at that point so if you can make those rules in your head where you're like 10,000 points done 12,000 points we'll wait and so if you have that threshold where you know when you would book and when you would not and like for what dates then you can more easily play this game of last minute award bookings
1: yeah exactly I think I think that's a that's a really good Distinction to make that for me, usually if it's 12,000 miles or less, if it's domestic, I'm like, all right, I'll just book it. But if it's not, then I'm like, oh, there's probably another chance for it to go down.
0: And one way that you can put together those different thresholds and rules for yourself is if you are putting together award alerts for yourself as well. If you're like, well, Expert Flyer can tell me, or Google Flight Alerts can tell me, or for hotels, Open Hotel Alert can tell me. If you already know what your thresholds are as far as dates or anything like that, that can help for last minute as well. Do you use any alert systems?
1: Yeah, I just started using Award Logic for their flight award alerts. And then I also usually check Google flights. I end up setting a ton of alerts if I use Google flight alerts. And then I also have a couple different subscriptions to discount flight. Those are more like more flexible alerts, like, oh, there's during the month of May, there's cheap flights for this route that you're interested in and i think that's really helpful for especially for cash flights to do something like that that requires a little bit more planning ahead of time but for the last minute there's not as many options besides like yeah using like google alerts or like some kind of award alerts
0: just having that flexibility of well maybe i want to go to paris but they just have award availability to madrid instead or they only have london you can easily position flights. All over Europe. If you can get across the Atlantic, the rest of it is going to be so much easier. So, if you want to do last minute stuff that way, that can also make your life easier as well.
1: Yeah, and I think um, I think especially if you're going to Europe, just just look anywhere, <laughs> just look anywhere in Europe to find that award availability, and then you can you know either take a train or a flight within Europe. That makes it a lot easier. That's definitely what I did for my honeymoon. I planned on. I got the first flight and then I decided where we were leaving out of based off of what the award availability was.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about your honeymoon planning process? What routes do you have and what do you have planned? And how did you just kind of approach all of this from an award travel standpoint?
1: So, this was the one situation where I planned really far ahead just for the one leg, which was the flying Singapore suites from JFK to Frankfurt. That I actually booked at a year in advance but we paid the full award price. So it's like 140,000 per person. It was kind of just like a splurge YOLO. (laughs) But for that, we had that booked and then everything else has been actually pretty last minute.
0: I can't believe we've already recorded more than 100 podcast episodes. It feels like we just started yesterday, but we've already covered so many great points and miles strategies on this show and have many more to come. If you're new to this show or looking to level up your points game quickly. I offer a bunch of resources at geobreezetravel.com slash start here. It includes links to free consults, free trials to some of my favorite points tools, and also links to services like group coaching, which start at only $5 per session through the Patreon. Again, that's geobreezetravel.com slash start here, which I have linked for you in the show notes. And speaking of the Patreon, this week's Patreon shout out goes out to Jinj. Thank you so much for being a part of the Geobreeze Travel Patreon community.
1: Once that was like anchoring our dates in place, in order to find that availability, we were flexible on dates. We're like, okay, we're not going to leave right after the wedding, which I'm really glad we didn't now that I'm on the other side of it. But it, it was it ended up being, it's going to be two weeks from the wedding that we're flying out. And that's because that was the only day where there was any award availability for that one leg. And then that kind of anchored that date in place. And then everything else, we could afford to be locked into those dates. And then the next piece of that was I wanted to stay at the Park Hyatt in Paris. The availability for that was, I could only find two dates that had like the lower point availability. So I booked that. And then all the other pieces of the honeymoon have kind of fallen from that, from those like two positioning. It's like, okay, so where are we going to go next? A lot of times, if you can be flexible on which hotels you're staying at, there's a lot more options hotel-wise. But then to find the flight back, I booked it about a month out. I just kept looking for... I had a couple different cities in Europe that I was like, okay, these are somewhere we could end up. And then ended up finding a ward flight from Barcelona to back to JFK. And that flight is flying Air Europa, booked via Air France, where they had... When American Express had the transfer bonus for Air France. So that was also... I'm glad we waited because for that, we got a 25% bonus for transferring during that time period when they had the the transfer bonus. So it ended up being a lot, a lot less because of that. But we were kind of stuck with, with that time frame where we have to fly back, but I was flexible on which dates I was picking for our flight back. I'm like, okay, our trip could be 13 days or it could be 14 days or it could be 15 days. Like that would be fine. So if you, are really strict about what you need to fly, you really have to book it ahead of time. But if you are, if you want to be last minute, you need to have like a little bit of wiggle room, whether it's where am I flying out of, where am I, what day am I flying out of? And it also makes it easier if there's only one or two people, if you're accounting for a whole family, I I don't, I don't even know. I'm sure there's people who do last minute travel with family, but that that's like whole other level that I, I can't speak to. So
0: Yeah, there's a lot of good information in there. So there's just levels that make this harder. So if you want to book last minute, okay, level one, that could be a little bit difficult. If you want to book last minute and you have specific dates in mind, those two things are going to compound on each other. If you have to book last minute, you have specific dates in mind and you have specific airports in mind. Like I need to fly from Las Vegas direct to Paris or something like direct would be level four of that, but just level three is not being flexible with positioning flights. Those three or four things are compounding on each other. And like you mentioned, if it's I need six seats because I've got four children, it has to be on these dates, it has to be on these flights, we have to all be together. That's compounding on itself, too. And the All of these things is where people are like, this is impossible to do a last minute flight is because you have six different factors compounding on each other. Whereas if you're like, oh, I'm a solo traveler and I just kind of want to get somewhere in Europe and I have some points and I guess, oh, here's a flight to Hungary. I'll take that one. That's how people end up with cool last minute flights is you have to be flexible on some part of the spectrum because if you have six different things working towards you it's just not going to happen unless there's some kind of award availability miracle also if you have the added requirement of oh well and it has to be saver award space and it has to be business class good luck so with all of those different things in mind you just kind of have to pick and choose your battles and if you're like well i really want to book last minute you do have to be flexible on those other things I am not as flexible on those other things. If I'm crossing an ocean, I generally want two business class flights. I don't want to have to do a crazy routing most of the time. Now that I'm in Las Vegas, I'm going to fly out of Los Angeles. So I'll just search where can I go from Los Angeles on a direct business class flight for a certain number of points that I am willing to pay and if at that point I can't do it last minute it has to be 10 months out because I am a little bit pickier on certain things so all of that to say it's a balance for yeah. where you want to have flexibility and where you want to have your way on certain things
1: yeah i kind of think of it as like different like knobs that you turn so it's like if you're if you can be um if you're like if you're like i'll go anywhere you know like i want to go on vacation i want to go anywhere that's like all the knobs have like, and like, you're like, it's just me flying anywhere, anytime. All the knobs have like WD-40 on them. You know, like they're like, you could do whatever. You have like so much, the like the world's your oyster. But then at that point you kind of have to like, okay, there's too many options. I need to lock one of those things in. So it's like, okay, I want to go to like a beach place or something. And then you can start like tweaking and figuring out what that, like what that trip that you do want is. And the like the more flexibility you have but if you like look for that one thing that you want, like, oh, I want to go to Europe, you know, then you're like, okay, well, there's, these are all these options, but it's better to have to either lock in the one thing that you want, but be flexible on when you're going or the other way around. And it's always better, like the less people involved usually too, because that's where I've had a lot of troubles when um, traveling with others, you know, like a group trip, everyone wants to go. They're only available this one weekend. And most people are flying in on a Friday. Flying back on a Sunday. For me, I usually think it's, I usually end up flying in, or I guess most people will do like fly in on a Thursday, leave on a Sunday. I usually will fly in Friday and then leave like Monday, because Monday and sometimes Tuesday, it's the same amount of time off from work, but you're usually getting cheaper flights on Monday or Tuesday, especially last minute. Last minute Sunday flights are really hard to get, even economy flights.
0: Yep. Have you found. Any airlines particularly to be good or bad? I know you mentioned some earlier, like you tend to look at British Airways. I've heard that Lufthansa tends to be really good for last minute award availability in business or first class if people want that one. Any other ones where you're like, this one's really easy or this one's really hard?
1: For last minute, some that I really like are using Avianca to book United flights. A lot of times I'll see the United mileage will be, it'll be like 30,000 United miles to fly, especially, I mean, the route that I'm always flying is Indianapolis to to Newark to go visit my family in New Jersey. And a lot of times I'll find Avianca flights that are like 7,500 7, 7, um, life miles. And then on United, it'll be 30,000 United miles. So that's one route that I, I like to do a lot is booking using Avianca to book United flights. There are some caveats that where it's a lot, you know, sometimes you might accidentally book a basic economy flight and sometimes the website can be kind of tricky and canceling can be a little more tricky with, with them, but it is, that's one that I check a lot. And then I've had more luck just booking last minute with American airlines. Just the only thing is I, because they're not, they don't have as many transfer partners it's harder to to get those those american airline miles in my account so th- that's one i usually look for though is american airlines and it can be extra tricky flying out of somewhere like indianapolis where there's just there's just not as many direct flights it's harder to find
0: yeah for sure since built's the only thing that's going to transfer directly yeah. into american airlines then you have that and then you're going through shopping portals, you're going through dining portals or doing some other American Airlines kind of hacky hacks. So again, one more knob to kind of <laughs> take into the mix.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like the more options you have, the better. And yeah, another another one I like to do is the um Virgin Atlantic looking for for Delta flights because Delta Delta flights can be they can be wildly Expensive point wise, if you're booking last minute too, like it, it could be like, like I said, like seventy thousand sky miles to fly somewhere one way, domestic. But it's always good to to know what the the partners are and to look into those as well.
0: Yeah, for sure, knowing the airline alliance partners is going to be key to finding some cheap award availability last minute. You mentioned Life Miles. I hear that one is fantastic for pretty much anything in Star Alliance for not, not too many points.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Seems to be
0: cool. Well, I know we've talked a lot about flexibility and a few different airline partners. Do you do last minute with hotels as well? And are there any tricks that you need to do for hotels or is it just so much easier to do those last minute?
1: I don't do as much with hotels. I, I usually am just trying to get somewhere flying and like, maybe I'll be going somewhere visiting someone and have somewhere to stay already but i don't have any specific tricks for hotels besides that i mean it's usually easier to find cheaper redemptions with hyatt and i think just being open with where you're staying i don't ever transfer credit card points to to like marriott or hilton um usually i don't have any unless i'm like topping off points and i only have the only um co-branded card I have with hotels is Marriott. So if I have the points in my account, I usually will just book it. But a lot of times with that, it's just being flexible about where where you're going to stay and not if you want to work towards status or something, have that planned out ahead of time. Um, but I also I'll look for like last minute Airbnbs. And that's like a whole different kind of strategy that I use just for being flexible with, with where I'm staying on that.
0: I know we have a lot of Hyatt fans on the show, but again, with the flexibility, it's the name of the game. And do you really want to drive 30 miles out because your number one Hyatt choice is already sold out for the night that you're traveling and then there's only one other Hyatt one and it's a gazillion miles away? Probably not. So just having that flexibility with what brand you're staying with. I tend to do Hyatt as my primary and then Marriott as my secondary because they just have a ton of different hotels. But We will stay at a Hilton sometimes or we will stay at an IHG if it just makes more sense from how much does it cost? I'm not gonna pay a gazillion dollars more per night just to stay with Hyatt. I'll I'll get my Hyatt nights some other way.
1: Yeah, and another thing with that too is is looking at what the credit card offers are because especially lately there's been a lot of offers on, you know, like specific brands within those um within those hotels. Like I think I just did one, there was like a an offer for like Holiday Inn and there's one for Hyatt Place where like booking with cash where you get extra cash back on that. So so that's something I do consider when looking, but it's like, that's kind of like, it's lucky if, if a hotel is available where you're looking and they happen to have an offer on one of your credit cards too.
0: Yeah. American Express Platinum has a ton of those where even if you don't really have status with a Hilton or something, they're going to have a lot of deals where if you spend $150 at a Hampton or a Curio hotel or Hilton Hotel or something like that, then they'll give you $50 off. So those will help too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those are good ones.
0: Cool. So as we kind of wrap up here, I know we've covered a lot about how to do last minute travel, whether it's hotels or airlines or just having flexibility in general and having a general idea what you want to do, but being flexible with where you fly, when you fly. Any other tips for people who are like, Oh, I'm really not a planner. I want to book stuff at the last minute. Any other sites that you use for last minute deals that you jump on or anything else like that? I mean, for
1: usually if I'm doing something last minute, I start by checking the cash price because sometimes the cash price is can be surprisingly low last minute if you're willing to fly on certain days. So I, I'll usually start with just Google Flights and being flexible about what day I'm leaving, what day I'm returning. And then I'll start looking um, if that's not if that's not a good option. And that's another thing where it's really important to know how much a flight should cost. And if you're getting a good deal cash wise on a flight and that for me, usually if I'm, if I'm paying under $200 round trip domestic, I'm happy with that. Like I will definitely just pay cash every time with that. So, so that's like usually where I start is looking at the calendar and seeing what days have like the lower prices on them. And then with that too, if I'm booking A low-cost airline, this doesn't work as well last minute because you kind of have to do it ahead of time, but booking at the airport and getting, waiving that carrier usage fee. But yeah, you can't really do that last minute as much. But then yeah, if you look on Google Flights, seeing what flights, what airlines do fly those days that you need, going to those airlines and seeing how much the, the miles would be to fly them, and then going to their partner's seeing what they would charge for that same flight. And that's kind of like, that's kind of my strategy there. And also just being flexible too. Like if you're willing to fly from a different airport, fly to a different airport if it's close enough. Um, That's kind of, I guess like my overall strategy for for that kind of like last minute thing.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. It doesn't work as well for award bookings, but I used to use Skyscanner all the time for last minute things just to say like, hey, I would like to fly from Denver to anywhere where it's cheap right now. And you can search for the whole month at a time. So I've used Skyscanner. Now for hotels, I use Open Hotel Alert and Stay With Points. I've dabbled a little bit with Expert Flyer. Google Flight Alerts can help with those. Trying to think of some other tools that are really good for last minute travel.
1: If it's uh, like going anywhere, I like to just use the Google Explorer. So just saying I'm flying out of here and then it just shows you a map, like how much it costs for each plate. Like, and it that is usually you can be, you can narrow in on dates or you can be more flexible. And that's like another, you know, you have more options, the more you turn that knob <laughs> to be more flexible.
0: Yeah, that's definitely helpful as well. And then if somebody wants to do more points flights, I always just start with searching on united.com to see what seats are even available. It's not going to be the best points price right there, but it'll show you at least here are the dates where you can start looking with Air Canada or any of the other Star Alliance partners. And then American Airlines is pretty good with showing award availability, too. Qantas is great with showing award availability. So even if you wanted to start there and then go somewhere that's going to be cheaper, like Avianca Life Miles, because their website is not great. So if you want to start with searching on United and then book it through Avianca, that's another way that you can save on some last minute flights too.
1: Yeah. And I think some, a mistake I always make is I, I tend to just search for things on my phone, but if you actually open the website on your computer, you can usually see a lot more and have a lot more control and like have different tabs open. And it it makes it a little bit easier to find that those kind of flights and, and to see the full availability calendar
0: Oh, yeah. The full availability calendar is great, whether you're on United or Southwest, pretty much all the airlines will do that now, which is really helpful. Cool. So we've covered a lot today. Out of everything that you've learned about booking last minute flights, what would you say is your number one piece of advice for people today that can fit on an Instagram quote card?
1: I mean, I've said it, but I'll I'll say it again. Just flexibility. If you can't be flexible about about what dates you're traveling, then be flexible about where you're traveling or or what airline or what airport you're flying to, like in the general area. If you can't be flexible about that, then be flexible about what days you're flying. They're all just different kinds of knobs that you can turn and different things you can control to make to give yourself the most options in order to find the best deal, to be flexible with either using cash or points where you're staying are you staying at a hotel? Like, is there a super specific hotel you want to stay at then you have to be flexible about when, and then how you get there. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's all all jumbled way to say it, but just in general, just be to be flexible is the the best way, even though if it's last minute, you could still have the ability to be flexible within a day or two. It doesn't have to be like, okay, I'm gonna f- travel anytime this year. It can just be a day or two can make a huge difference in your ability to find a better deal. And I know with if, if you're working nine to five like I do, it's it can be hard to to be flexible because you have limited vacation time. But like I said, if you can fly on a Monday instead of a Sunday and then take the day off that you would have previous in the weekend, like fly out Friday instead of Thursday, that can make a huge difference. You can save hundreds of dollars by doing things like that
0: great tips and speaking of great tips can you give a shout out to somebody else on the internet who listeners should follow for awesome points and miles advice
1: sure so i i have a couple just in case there's been they've already been shouted out already first ashley gets around she is the queen of finding really good business class deals paying cash and she has a very different travel style than me. She flies like business class only. And I, I've learned so much from her. Uh, she's also just hilarious. So highly recommend following her. Another one, the Grady Bunch. They post a lot of super helpful tips about earning American Airline miles and how to do different stacks using credit cards and different portals to, to maximize your points. And then one more, points and miles doc. I really like her account. Um, she shares a lot of she she knows she's very knowledgeable about all different airlines and flying business class and then also offers just a really unique perspective as a as a doctor who is traveling and and having that work life balance
0: perfect and where can we find you on the internet
1: you can find me at travel hacks mac on instagram and yeah you can find out if everything went smoothly for my honeymoon which is coming up soon probably by the time this airs i'm sure i'll be back from it
0: congratulations again on the honeymoon i'm excited to follow along and see all of your different adventures so thank you again mackenzie so much for joining us on the show i'm sure again like i said at the beginning lots of people are going to benefit from this information because a lot of people like to take last minute trips
1: thank you and thank you so much for having me i had a ton of fun
0: Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. If any of the cards mentioned in today's episode piqued your interest, please check out the links in the show notes for more information on any of the cards. Also, if you apply for a card using the links on that page, I may receive a commission too, so please and thank you. P.S. I hear the links work better in Internet Explorer or Safari, and sometimes the credit card applications tend to glitch out in Chrome. Additionally, it would mean the world to me if you could subscribe to this podcast leave a five-star review, and share it with a friend. And if you would like to make even more travel hacking friends, please sign up for the Patreon to access our monthly masterclass hangouts. We dive deep into a particular points program each month, and you'll get to ask all of your travel hacking questions and enjoy being around other people who enjoy points and miles just as much as you and I do. If you would like an invite to the next one, head over to geobreece hangouts to sign up to be on the invite list. Take care and happy travels!